God bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi, and you're welcome in the presence of the Lord Jesus. I thank the Lord so much for giving me the privilege to be here with you. And I know that we are going to be blessed with the second part of the spirit without metron or the spirit without measure. So uh, I'm excited to be here. I want you to share it and, and we're going to go so deep in what God has for us today. And uh, we're going to read it again. And, uh, and I know that the Lord is going to bless people because today I'm going to focus on teaching you how to expand your capacity so that you are not measured. Today I'm going to speak about expanding your capacity so that you're not measured. I, I just thought this was funny. I was going to share. I was talking to uh, some of, I was speaking to Mama Ghana Power, the powers of Ghana. And, uh, and uh, my daughters and, uh, and, uh, some, uh, and some other fake Ghanaians that are here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to pick on you, you know that. There's only one Ghana power, that's mama. But I was telling them, God determines, God determines how far you will go even by how you look. Wow. There are vessels that there are people that have to look a certain, God created them to look a certain way because of where they are going to go. Mm. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. One day I'll do a live. Should I do a live about that? Yes. That's, why some, yes. that's why some people are still praying for marriage breakthrough, but they don't know marriage does not come because you prayed. Mm. <laughs> wow. It's part of it. It's not the central part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? It's 100%. Yes, Baba. So capture this, everybody. So I want you to share this, share this as much as you can, because we are going to go with, the, with we are going to go into this subject in a deep way. Let's go to uh, John chapter number three, verse thirty-four. John chapter number three, verse thirty-four. John chapter three, thirty-four. As fast as you can, and um, the Lord is gonna bless us in a Amen. tremendous way. Amen. John chapter Amen. three, verse. Number 34. Uh, John chapter 3, verse number 34. I'm going to read it. Is everybody there? Yes. yes. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the word, words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. I'll read it one more time. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by metron unto him. The word measure there is metron. Now let me help you quickly. The number one way you increase your capacity. The number one way you increase <coughs> your ability. Is being a sent one. Mm. He whom God has sent. So many people that are watching right now, you want the power of God. You want the spirit without measure, but you cannot be sent. God cannot cooperate with people that cannot cooperate with him. That is why he says, draw close unto me and I will draw close unto you. Meaning there is a certain cooperation you have to have with God. Mm. 
You cannot increase your capacity if you are not willing to be a sent one. That place could be where there is war. That place could be where there is famine. That place could be in hospitals. That place could be in prison. That place can even be to suffer with those who are suffering, to cry with those who are crying. That place is not, may not be a place of pleasure. But can you be a sent one? Mm. You see, God had chosen Joseph, but Joseph's ability was exposed in prison. Mm. God sent him to Egypt by force. He got to Egypt, he did his own thing. He went into Potiphar's house, he was bought by Potiphar, but he forgot why he was sent to Egypt. Mm. He was comfortable being in, in Potiphar's house. Yeah. He was comfortable just managing the house mm. and doing really well because the hand of God was on him, but he forgot why he was sent in Egypt. When he was thrown into prison, then you see him starting to function in the prophetic. Mm. Then the moment he starts functioning in the prophetic is the moment his brothers come. Mm. So he could not be given words by God until he was a sent one. Wow. Then when he saw his brothers, he cried. And he remembered why God sent him to Egypt. That when the moment that he revealed himself to his brothers, he told his brothers this. He said, my brothers, it is I, your young brother Joseph. How is my father? How is this? And they were afraid. He said, don't be afraid for the Lord sent me ahead of you to save your lives. Can you be a sent one? Wow. I feel like I'm talking to myself. No problem. That's good. Don't be a foolish sent one. What do I mean a foolish sent one? Like one that was here yesterday. You need to repent. Your face says you're guilty. Uh Uh-uh. That's not being a sent one. That's being a possessed one. Can you be a sent one? Are you willing? How do you know you can be a sent one? If God tells you to give right now, will you give? Mm -hmm. Or will you hold back? Mm -hmm. If God tells you, I want you to go and pray for three hours right now for that lady you saw at the store, you don't know. Will you do it? (laughs) It's easy to say, Lord, wherever you sent me, send me, I will go until the moment comes. Let me tell you, 99% of the people that say God sent them, he did not. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Because where God sends you, let me tell you the truth, and I'm not saying this in, in any boasting way. But I'm going to make my boast in the Lord. Amen. Amen. My son, you've known me for many years. Have you ever seen me condemn anybody? Have you ever seen me rebuke anybody? All I do is if I will guide you. Because a sent one is sent to preserve and to save people. Mm. 
<coughs> this thing of exposing wicked works, I don't know where people got this thing. Expose then what? Mm. God sent me to expose people. Let me tell you the truth. Can I be honest with you? Yes, God is not to, if God is to expose people through you, he has to expose you before people first. Mm. <laughs> Do you want that? No. Do you want your laundry, laundry to be in front of people? No. Dirty ones. No. Because that's the only way you can be qualified to expose others. The Lord Jesus, they brought a prostitute before him. He said, if you have never sinned, be the first one to stone this one. Yet the Lord Jesus never sinned. You, you have done many mistakes. Mm. I have done many mistakes. I can't sit here and undress somebody. Now remember, I have the ability to do so because I can see. Mm. And I don't. Who are you exposing yourself? Because you can never see beyond your own eye. The, the, the measure in which you will prophesy is the measure of yourself. Wow. I was just talking to my, my, my brother, Prophet Carl, and we were talking about the prophetic. He was asking me some questions and I was helping him with some things. And, and, and I was explaining to him that you cannot prophesy. The Bible says if you're going to prophesy, prophesy according to the measure of your faith. So meaning you can never prophesy beyond what you have mastered. So I cannot make you believe in God more than I believe in God. I'll be a liar. Wow. Bearing false witness. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you to give to a God that I have never given to. Right. Wow. I can never tell you. I can never tell you to pray six hours when I pray five minutes. Mm. Right. False witness. I am not a sent one. Mm. So everything that you do, every single thing that you do must be according to your measure. Mm. So many believers are like the wicked servant that was forgiven much but went after another person that owed him and asked him to pray, pay to the point that they threw them in jail. Mm. Mm -hmm. Forgetting that they were forgiven much. Yeah. Right. So because they do that, God cannot, you are not a saint one, you are a criminal. Mm. You are a criminal. You are not sent by God. Anybody that points fingers to people is not sent by God. Those who are sent by God want to cover people mm. wow. and correct them in private in order to rescue them. Just the same way I see people's names, see people's situations, trust me, I also see their errors. But it's not for me. I am not God. Should I come and tell you, stop stealing? You know stealing is bad. The goodness of God brings men to repentance. A sent one, the Bible says, blessed he who, is, uh, uh, who comes in the name of the Lord. Why? Because they bring peace mm. and deliverance. Yeah. A sent one is a carrier of peace and deliverance. Yeah. Not chaos and judgment. The goal of speaking to people is to bring them to repent to God, not to you. Mm. 
That's the point of it. So the question you have to ask yourself is this. Are you a sent one? Mm. Are you willing to be sent? And being willing to be sent means to do his will, not yours. I cannot be sent to New York and do my own thing. God sent me to LA and I've done his will. And I'll continue to do his will. What so many people are watching don't know. I saw this when I was six years old. Wow. What I'm doing here. Wow. I don't know if somebody's catching what I'm saying. Uh, Sean Hall says, however, there were prophets who exposed, yes. Who did they expose? They spoke to an individual. They did not expose people. If it was a rebuke of God to the nations, because the nation knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. He never just hung people's situations outside. Nobody ever did that. Moses never did that. The Lord Jesus himself never even did that. He could have. Do you realize the Lord Jesus never even spoke wrong of the Pharisees? He only countered them when they spoke to him. But when he healed people, he said, go show yourself to the priest. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Because a kingdom divided amongst itself cannot stand. Yeah. <sighs> he never, people demonized Pharisees. Pharisees were born again people. They just did not have revelation of a God of love. They were mm. operating off judgmentalness. Yet them themselves, they're in sin. Be a sent one. Be a sent one. Number two, I'm gonna go through this bang, 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 biri bing, boom, bang, bang, bang. Amen. First Corinthians, quickly. First Corinthians. First Corinthians, one of my favorite books. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And we shall read verse 15 to 16. Amen. But he that, let's start from 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. But the much natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually descent. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. The word judge there means makes distinction. A judge's job is to not say you are guilty. A judge's job is to be able to judge the case. Now, is this making sense? A judge sits there, that's why you bring all this, uh, you bring the evidence, you bring this, you bring that. Then the judge will decide according to what is in front of him. But the judge's job is not to tell you you are guilty. His job is to pass judgment based on what is given. Yeah. 
or to pass a verdict. Not according to his opinion, but his opinion. Now look at this. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? Can you guys take care of that? But we have the mind of Christ. Huh? It moved over here. Just open that, that door. And then uh, turn on the light outside. It will fly out. Now capture this. For who, now I want you to read verse 16. Let's read 14 to 15 to 16. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. Why is he judged of no man? For who had known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. A spiritual person is the one that knows the mind of Christ. Mm. And the one that knows the mind of Christ cannot be judged. What does it mean? He cannot be, you cannot put a verdict on him. Because they know something you don't know. You see, according to the Jews, Jesus was wrong. According to God, he was right. Because him and his father were one. What, what does that mean? The mind of his father was in him. Mm. Number two, it's very important. To have the mind of Christ. You cannot serve somebody that you don't have his mind and his idea concerning what he wants you to do. Meaning God cannot feel himself in a person that does not have his thoughts and his interests in his heart. I I don't know if somebody's catching me. You can also open that front one. I don't know if somebody's catching me. Yes, Bob. Where is it? (laughs) Somebody needs to just hit them with something and like a cloth and just uh, a big old blanket or something. Hallelujah, because of the light, yeah. How can you serve a company if you don't know the goals of the company, the interests of the company? How can you serve a master that you don't have his mind? Mm. If you don't have his thoughts. How can he feel you if you have not abandoned your old mindset to receive his? Mm. Mm. That's That's really good.
Wait, what is this person saying? Said what? Let me read that. Go, go. Uh, the joy, glory. What is she saying? Go, go. Start from above, because I don't know where it started. Go up, all the way up. Let's see. They started early. Go all the way up. Okay, go down. What did she write first? She says, I actually felt judged or hated by you because I was ignored and never got to have one-on-one. -on -one. I didn't change my mindset about the message because you are not preaching about yourself by Jesus. <coughs> I don't understand what she's saying. But uh, let's go to the other side. I, so understand this truth, children of God. Understand this the best way that you can. Aha. Uh -huh. uh, Sean Hall asked a very good question. She said, what about the scripture where the Lord says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are higher than yours. Do you know why God was saying that? He wanted them to abandon their ways because they thought they knew God's mind. Wow. God was saying, my ways are higher, meaning whatever you are determining thinking is my way is not. Mm. Okay. If you read in uh, Philippians, uh, no, no, in Ephesians, it says, let this mind also be in you that was in Christ. Yeah. God desires that you have his mind. Mm. Moses did everything correctly until the moment he used his own mind. Mm. He could not enter the promised land. Mm, mm, mm. You guys can pass by this way if you want. He doesn't have to go through the back. I don't know if somebody can hear me. Just grab like a towel and toss it at it when it's flying and you'll get it. Is somebody catching this? Yes, but. Because you cannot serve a God that you don't have his mind. Why is God saying not his instruction but his mind? Mm. When Prophet Lovi encounters somebody, obviously you begin to build the database by reading the word of God. Mm. Because that's what makes you available for him. That's what opens you up. That's what expands you. That's what brings you to that place. Kaboom. Give me a kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> Are you catching what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It is, it is, in reading the scripture that you begin to realize that your ways are lower and you need his ways. Mm -hmm. right. But when God begins to stretch you, what happens is this. You begin now to adapt his spirit because the spirit in you determines how you think. Mm -hmm. When an evil spirit enters somebody, it gives you evil thoughts. When the spirit of God is in you, he gives you heavenly thoughts. But the problem is, if your mind is not emptied for him to pour his mind into you, you'll still be your old self. Mm. 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 Let, me, let me push it a little higher. Go for it, don't doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you almost got it. It's in the light, right? Yeah, right there, right there. 
There, one more time, one more time. A little harder, <laughs> a little harder. It's almost, <laughs> again, it's about to go down. <laughs> ah, you didn't play sports. You wait for him to settle there. Now. It's running out of energy right there. Uh, this is the problem of being in the hills. <laughs> in the woods. Okay, there. there. Uh, you can't predict. Terrell, Terrell plays ball. <laughs> okay, I'll give you two seconds because I have to go back to life. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To come down. Uh, Daedra. The, there's a person called Daedra Francis. Uh, what I'm teaching is bigger than than prophecy, but we need to pray for your son. I, I saw sickness upon your son. Mm. Ah, you guys, ah, you. you. <laughs> hey, Milo, you want attention? So, the mind of Christ, when it is full in you, this is what happens. When I am standing in front of people, when I'm speaking to people, I switch from prophet Lovi. I tune into what Jesus' thoughts concerning a person is. Mm. I'm able not to just use the word of God as a standard of what I do. I need to know Jesus' mind right now concerning a person. Mm, mm, mm. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Bob. If I cannot, if I cannot, if I cannot enter into the thoughts of God about what he has about a person right now, then I may be giving them a scripturally correct thing, but it does not fit their problem. Mm. So there's a false standard that people have. If it's the word of God, it's the word of God. No, the word of God is supposed to be right now. Mm. Not everybody that needs salvation, you teach them about hell. Jesus preached to the woman, uh, Deirdre Francis, you're not saying anything. You're just saying, please help me, please. You're not confirming what I'm talking about. Because if my thoughts cannot be God's mind right now, If my thoughts are not God's mind right now, how can I help you? If you say, I want a new job in, a, I've been applying a job for a job. 
in Texas. Can we open the Bible, that a verse that will say, Thou shall not be in Texas? It's right, yeah, it's uh, like smack it. It's actually a, a, a B. Hit it quick. Quick. You got it? You got it? Set up, mama. It's somewhere there. Quickly, quickly, before it. You gotta move those things. <laughs> Fire. It's somewhere in there. Now, but you will sting somebody, unless it just stings wherever it is. But it's okay, it's gone. Good job. He was a friend. <laughs> Look how he's sweating. Because <laughs> if you let it there, it was gone. <laughs> she says, uh, Deirdre, I said, we need to pray for your son because I saw a problem with your son that God needs to touch your son. Because in the realm of the spirit, when I saw this young boy, I saw sickness upon him. Uh, he says he's, he sees sickness. Yeah, there is something that God needs to do to help this boy. But we also need to secure you. We also need to secure you because I am seeing a lot of opposition against you that is opposing you to where God wants to take you. I am seeing dryness not only financially but with everything that is around your life right now. As we are speaking right now, there's a lot of difficulty to the point that even your living condition is challenged. I don't know if she can hear me because I want to go deep, but even though I don't want to prophesy, but I want to help her. Amen. Because God wants to remove you from that situation. And God wants to restore you and position you well. She wrote, that's true. May the Lord Jesus give you deliverance and whatsoever you desire, let it be so Amen. right now by reason of what the Lord has revealed. Amen. May Amen. everything work for your good Amen. beginning this second Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. I reverse every single thing that is against you. I reverse every situation that is against you. Let everything begin to operate in your favor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So capture this. If you look in the scripture, there's no word for if you should have a job in Texas or not. Mm -hmm. I want to be a farmer. Let's open the Bible and see what God says about being a farmer. You see, that's what wizards and witches do. They will take bones. The bones say. Yeah. Some will take tarot cards. 
Samudu Sangomas and everything. But us, we function like him. We are him in the present situation. But you cannot manifest him if your mind is still polluted. If you think unclean thoughts, you have already been measured. God cannot pour what is good in you. I don't know if you're catching what I'm saying. God cannot pour anything clean in you if your thoughts are not good. Why should God say, go and bless that person? The Bible literally says, can clean waters and dirty waters come from the same fountain? Because you speak what is in your thoughts. So you cannot have one moment you have... F-bombs. And the next minute you're saying, bless you. Mm. You have already been measured. You are not fit for God to put his thoughts in you. Because God's mouth cannot speak of other things. From the time you've known me, have you ever heard me cursing? I can't. Not because it's impossible. It's very possible. But, but my mouth has been wired to my mind and my mind has been given to God. You can never receive the thoughts of God if you still are dealing with worldly wisdom. You're still trying to do things the way everybody else does. Oh, so and so did it like this, so I'm going to do it that way. So and so... Praise like this, so I'm going to do it that way. So and so said this, so I'm going to say that. What is God saying to you for that person? The law of Moses said stone a prostitute. Jesus said, if you have never seen, be the first one to stone. Mm. He did not say what law the law of Moses said was wrong. He just said, okay, if you have never done what she has done, be the first one to stone her. The mind of God right now. But you can never have the mind of Christ. You cannot take correction. It means you're not ready to change your mind. Mm. If you cannot receive direction, you're not ready to change your mind. Why Why did I just say receive direction? Because people like direction that will benefit them. If I tell you, if you eat a raw cabbage right now, you prophesy deep. Ah, (laughs) stores right now will be empty of cabbages, (laughs) Prophet Lovi said. 
because if i eat cabbage zaka paraba i will prophesy because that's its benefit self doesn't benefit god Can you be directed? Can you be instructed? Those things may be so small to you, but they are so big to God. Wow. Too big to God. In fact, extremely, dangerously big to Him. And a true child of God is seriously valuing what God values. Mm. People around you curse. Change your location. Mm. Wow. God doesn't I'm telling you. I'm being honest with you. Mhm. Vulgar people stay away from because you they are programming your mind. Wow. The word of God is renews your mind. It doesn't give you a mindset, it renews your mind. <laughs> Let me push it forward. The word of God resets your mind to be available for God, for God to put his thoughts. It doesn't give you a mindset. Renew your mind by the reading of the word, renewing it. What does it mean to renew? To restore. Meaning become like a baby again. That is why people who have a mindset, well the word of God says this. The word of God says that they never produce any power. because they don't understand every time you're reading the word of god it's a reset button you are going back to fa- factory settings you are deleting things going back to factory settings is this making sense yes papa yes but some people read the word of god thinking it's the standard of thoughts it's not mm Wow. I feel like I'm talking to myself. No. No. It's you are formatting your hard drive. Mm. Because the word of God deals with the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. The word of God deals with the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. The word of God deals with the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So, what the Bible does is it resets you. Oh, uh joy glory very very soon. I promise I'll get to you. I put the one on ones on hold because I was I was waiting on God for something. But I promise you it is what the wait. So are you are you catching what I'm saying? 
it's, it's, it's a reset button to bring you to a place whereby you can actually know the thoughts of God daily, continually. Anna D. Anna Elias, God bless you. And may God answer that prayer. Amen. But there is a way. But there is a way. But there is a way to now begin to change your mind. Mm. How do you do it? You start reading the word of God, it starts resetting. People ask Jesus, how many times should we forgive? Jesus said, 70 times 77 times 77. Meaning every situation is not about arguing and getting resolution. Sometimes it's okay to say I'm wrong, you are right. Mm -hmm. Yet you are not wrong. Mm -hmm. My son uh, Eves, I hope I answered you. <laughs> Sometimes it's not about we have a dispute, let's settle it. Some things you just understand. This person is not in the place of understanding. Let's leave it alone. Yeah. I don't know if people can hear me. Some people are saying no sound. Is there no sound? There should be sound. Glory be to God. This is why when you listen to Prophet Elias, you feel like, eh? You start feeling like, ah, I thought I knew, but I didn't know. Mm -hmm. This is why you find me, you never find me having negative thoughts. The Bible says, bring all thoughts, make all thoughts subject to the will of Christ. Mm -hmm. Anything that lifts itself above the will of God, above the word of God, that's how you start. You start knocking these things out. This one is contradicting scripture, bring it down. This is contradicting the word of God, bring it down. This one saying something against the word of God, bring it down. Until you filter the negative ones of the devil. Mm. Then you start checking your own now. Even mine, I need to change my mind. Mm. I need to change my opinion. I need to change my view. Yeah. I need to, until now, you are now starting to increase your capacity for God to fill you. But if in you, but if in you, but if in you is just that desire of just ah, ah, ah your desire is just. Uh, I, I want to do the will of God, but how could they talk to me like that? Ah. The Bible says Christ was made of no reputation. Do you know what that means? He didn't care what people said about him. He didn't care what people thought of him. He didn't care what people decided about him. It did not matter to him. You, Everything that somebody says to you hurts you. Everything that somebody says about you hurts you. Yeah. You want to cancel every word that was spoken against you. Ah, uh ah. -uh. <laughs> you are in Christ. Those are little things. 
or that word that was said against me, huh? I don't receive it. Mm. If it's not true, why do I not know? It never even came to me because it's not directed to me. Yeah. You never make it. Eh, I don't know who's called never make it, not me. <laughs> my name is everything that I lay my hands on shall prosper. Amen. So it's no longer something that I have to, oh, you are against the scripture. I will laugh. You come and tell me I will not make it. I will laugh. I won't even answer. I'll just say, God bless you. Because for me, my thought process is already the established word of God. Mm. It's wow. the mind of God. So it's not if I will, maybe I can. It's just who I am. Amen. You don't need gimmicks. You need to become the scripture. It's not about quoting. First Corinthians this, John this, this. Is it how you think? Mm. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. If it's still something you have to quote, you are not thinking it. If you are still thinking it, you are not quote, you are not living it. You're, that's not who you are. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus fulfilled scripture. He does not say he lived according to scripture. Wow. <laughs> yeah, somebody did not catch it. To fulfill scripture and to live according to scripture is two different things. Mm. Mm-hmm. No one can live according to scripture, but somebody can fulfill scripture. Meaning Jesus was the scripture itself written. He was just accomplishing it. Meaning it was not something that he read and he was trying to do. Mm. It's something that became him. Yet the Bible says that Christ. Yet the Bible says he grew in wisdom and stature. He grew in understanding. He wasn't (laughs) all-knowing. He grew. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Jay Daniels, come through. God will bless you. Amen. Amen. If your mind is not changed, you will never have a repentant heart. Mm. The word you read must become you. If it has not become you, ah, you're faking. John chapter 3 says, don't steal. So I will not steal. (laughs) Not, hey, stealing is not the what we do. What kind of, who steals? It's a natural reflex. You are now scripture. Somebody tries to gossip. Say, I'm sorry, I don't do. You feel irritated. Not, "Mm, let me get some more tea. (laughs) 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 Then you say, shh. I just, I'm not going to say anything, but you're sipping on the tea. (laughs) Oh my God. That is juicy. Oh my gosh, it's juicy. (laughs) It's a demon. (laughs) You are making yourself available for demons. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow. That's good. (laughs) I hope somebody is getting blessed. Yes, brother.
the word must always become flesh. As a man thinketh, so is he. Unless the word of God has become how you think, you are not a child of God. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Where's your lamp? Number three, the content of your heart. Let me show you. Let me take you to this scripture. Are you ready? Yes, Father. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Luke 6, 45. Amen. Luke 6, 45. Amen. Are you ready? Okay, read it. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. (laughs) Again? A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, Mm -hmm. bringeth forth that which is good. Mm-hmm. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. One last time. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. Mm-hmm. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth mm-hmm. forth that which is evil. Mm-hmm. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. So what's the content of your heart? Because the content of your heart and the content of your thoughts are different. The mind and the heart are two different things. That is why sometimes your mind will think evil, but your heart is saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. Sometimes you know your mind is telling you, "Ah, this is not a good thing. But your heart is telling you, let's do it. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Do you realize the Bible says you are tempted by your own evil desires? But where are those desires? Mm. The content of your heart. Wow. Let me break it down even more. The mind... is not a memory store. The mind simply makes you aware of what is happening. Brain stores information, the mind doesn't, the heart does. Does that make sense? An example, I am aware of angels that are here. 
not just because I can see them, but because I am conscious of them. When you look at things, your brain makes you, tells you that's a TV, that's this, that's that. But only your mind is conscious of what is happening. That is why you can wake up and you're confused until somebody, this is, you have to take a second until you're like, okay, what, 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 what's happening for you to regroup? Because your mind and your brain are two different things. Is this confusing? No problem. Yes, it's confusing. Okay. Let me, let me help you. How is it confusing? Uh, what is the mind and what is the heart? The mind... What is the brain? Very simple. The brain is a physical manifestation of your soul. The soul is divided into three parts. The mind, the will, and emotion. They all do three different things. The mind is consciousness. The will is where desires come from. And emotions is another thing, but we're going to talk about that differently because emotions are determined by what is in your mind and what your will is. Because emotions don't operate independent of these things. You have the conscious mind and subconscious mind. The conscious mind is what you use, oh, I want a cup of tea. The subconscious mind knows where your mouth is. So you don't take an let me be aware of where my <laughs> mouth is. The subconscious mind already knows where your mouth is. So it's no longer something you think of, you just react. Yeah, got it. Makes sense now. The heart is where is is now is the soul. But what I want to target is the will. the content of your heart. The Bible is saying, out of the good treasures of a man's heart, he brings out good things. Out of the evil treasures in a man's heart, he, he brings out evil things. So there is a treasure that is in you that you decide what you bring out. This is why the content of your heart is very important. When you see people sick, when you see people sick, what is the will? Because that's where the treasure is. Shh, thank God I'm not like them. Oh, oh God, what can we do about them? Because now you are pursuing good things that you can bring out of you. Mm. Have you ever met Christians that don't say anything good? They don't even think about it. It's just a reflex. 
Thoughts determine who you are. The treasure of your heart determines what you bring out. <laughs> she's processing, she's really thinking. High five. <laughs> it will come to you. God will help you to get it. So why do people say, like, listen to your heart when they're giving you advice? The Bible says the heart is the most deceptive thing above all things. Who can ever trust it? Can you find that scripture? <laughs> the content of your heart is deep. <laughs> Aish. Find it. This one. You got it? It's Jeremiah 17 verse 9. Mm-hmm. Can you read it? says, the heart is deceitful above all things. Ah, it's deceitful. And desperately wicked. And desperately wicked. Who can know it? <laughs> huh? Who can know it? Who can know it? Read it one more time. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? One more time. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. Mm-hmm. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? One last time. The heart is deceitful above all things. The spirit is not deceitful. The heart is. May I ask you something? <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Yes. Um, what is the gut classified as? Like if it says trust your gut or your intuition, what would that fall under? Intuition is not the heart. Intuition is a faculty of the spirit, not the soul. I sent you those notes a long time ago. Look at them again. Okay. <sighs> Let me show you something. Let me show you a scripture in Psalms. Ah, it's Psalms 45. Psalms 45, verse 1. Amen. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yes. Uh-huh, ready? <laughs> to, the, to the chief musician upon Shoshanim, mm-hmm. for the sons of Korah, mm-hmm. Mashil, mm-hmm. a song of loves, my heart is indicting a good matter. Ah. Not my mind. (laughs) You see, you need to separate your mind from your heart. Because the mind and the heart, they are similar. They are not the same thing. Hmm. The word word there uh, in tiding is the word rakash. It means to stare up in a good direction. So he's revealing what his heart is stared up towards. To the chief musician upon Shoshanim, for the sons of Korah, Mashil, a song of loves. My heart is indicting a good matter. 
I speak of the things which I have made known, I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Notice how he broke it down into different things. Mm. Not my mind. I don't believe in praying with your mind. There's mm. <laughs> praying in your heart, not your mind. It's a different dimension. The mind can only think, it cannot pray. Mm. But your heart can indict a good thing, a good mm. matter. Mm. Mm. What are you carrying in your heart? So many of you are good at carrying grudges. Wow. So good at carrying unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. These are not thoughts. These are wills. It's in the will. I will never forgive. I will never do that. They can never say that. How could they? <laughs> These are not thoughts. It's a reflex of the will that you're, what you're carrying inside of your heart. Somebody messes with me. Ooh, Vaseline. <laughs> I will get my Vaseline. You get what I'm saying? You can't let somebody talk to you like that. You can't let somebody... Because your mouth can speak without going through the mind. That is part of prophecy. Mm. Mm -hmm. Let me show you a scripture. This is what we call prophetic utterance. You don't know what you're saying, but God is speaking. Because your heart spoke through your mouth without going through your mind, you didn't process it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, let me show you something. Uh, John chapter 11, verse 51. Read from verse 50 to, uh, John chapter 11 from verse 50 to 51. Amen. Mm-hmm. Nor consider that it is expedient for us that no one man should die for the people and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation and not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together in one of the children of God that were scattered abroad. The then guy didn't even know this is what he was saying. Because he was high priest. <laughs> the guy who was planning to kill Jesus, he's gathered with people saying, ah, you know, you guys don't understand. It is good for one person to die for the whole nation than the whole nation to die. Mm. The guy's planning to kill Jesus, but he, don't, he doesn't know he's prophesying the very mission of Jesus. He's playing a part in what he's saying. Mm. But he did not think it. Wow. That's why I'm saying he did not know. <laughs> There's a dimension when your heart is clean. Somebody will just say, pray for me. You start praying, but in your prayer, you're mentioning every problem they have. They are shocked. How did you know? How did you know? You are not, it is your heart is just pouring out because it is carrying the content of Christ in it. 
So you are praying according to the burden of God, not their burden. So when you're praying, oh Lord, I pray, Lord, give them a place to stay, Lord. I pray, Lord, they, they have not had a place to stay. Yesterday they slept outside, Lord. Lord, I pray mercy for them. Heal the little child. Heal the mother also. And their aunties and uncles, you say amen. They're like, hey, how did you know all these things? You don't even know what you said. I'm helping somebody here. Yes, yes Pop. <laughs> Somebody said, please do something about writing books in you. Uh, there's a lot of them coming by Amen. the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Spiritual words will be the first one. It's actually done. Amen. I just need to send it out to be proofread. And it's done. Question, Bob. Yes. How about people that, that, uh, that say, God knows my heart? There's no such thing. He knows that it's wicked. <laughs> <laughs> saying God knows my heart is not a point you know there's no scripture that says don't judge me God knows my heart intentions are revealed by your action mm, mm, mm. don't see me drinking this beer God knows my heart <laughs> you are revealing your heart <laughs> don't see me God knows my heart <laughs> God judges the heart, but you don't know you're displaying your heart. <laughs> does, it, does it make sense? Do you see how foolish people misquote the scripture? Just because you see me doing this, God. <laughs> Aish. How do you fix your heart from tra childhood trauma? It's very simple, actually. Number one, ask the Lord Jesus for help. Number two, you have to let go of what happened and embrace what God has for you forward. They didn't love you, God loves you. He abused you, God will never abuse you. Embrace what God has offered you and let go of the past. Amen. These things are not complicated. They're very simple. It's just people are complicated. Question, Pop. If you fix these three things, sorry. If you fix these three things, everything changes. Be a sent one. Change your mind, change the content of your heart. Everything else becomes crispy. You just have to make an effort and the Holy Spirit will do the rest. Yes, your question. Because notice all these things I've mentioned about Jesus. Jesus said he's doing his father's will. His desire was to heal all people. He was willing to go anywhere. And everywhere, even unto the cross. Mm. Yes. Question: When the uh, there's a scripture that talks about the the words of God purifying us, mm. which 
part of us do does the word of God purify? Okay, when he says the word of God purifies you. You, who are you? You are three part being. Your spirit was already purified because you received Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Your spirit was reborn. Mm-hmm. When your spirit goes into your soul, it renews your soul. Every part of the soul that you receive it, it will change. Every part of the mind you receive it, it will change. That's what purification, it make restoring something to be pure. Mm-hmm. It's just where you receive it. Mm-hmm. It's like if you go to the gym for one year, all you do is you're just doing bicep in one hand. What will happen to that one hand? <laughs> you become buff with one hand and the other hand will be skinny, right? So Christians want to make one... <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, it's supposed to purify all of you. The problem is people are choosing where it should go. You see, spiritual, I saw a video of a young boy in Kenya, they were calling him reverend, and I was actually proud of the young boy. He was saying that, you know, it's better to be spiritually wise than to be physically wise. It will not help you. The boy is saying the truth, but there are certain things you will never learn unless you go through experience. You have never committed any crime that deserved mercy. It's easy to say. You have never desired forgiveness. It's easy to say. But all these things are, div- are possible through only one thing. Knowing that it is not by strength or by might, but it's by the Spirit of God. So when you make your capacity more, you are making room for the Spirit of God to come and do those things within you. You just have to make those places available. Because the difference with God is God is such a gentleman. Jesus is so gentle. He cannot force you to do what you don't want. He will not make you do what you don't want. He is here to work with you, not to possess you. To possess somebody is to take them against your will. If you pray, oh Lord, possess me today, God will never. Okay, somebody asked a good question. M. Dot said, man of God, with all due respect, how come we all call other men of God father when Jesus said we should not call anyone father but our father in heaven? With all due respect, man of God. I understand your question. You have to read the whole chapter and understand. You can't take one part and, and, and comprehend. You have to read the whole chapter. Jesus told the Pharisees, How can you guys give these people things that you yourself you cannot keep? How can you tell these people to do this when you yourself are not doing it? Then he turned to the people that were following them and told them, call none of these people father except your father who is in heaven. He was talking to a group of people telling them, these people cannot be your spiritual father. Remember the Jewish tradition already called Abraham their father, Isaac their father. These are our fathers. God even introduced himself, I am the God of your fathers. But Jesus was saying, these guys, don't call them any one of them father. Because they are children of their father, the devil. It's in the chapter. You just have to read the whole chapter. He did not say, don't call anyone father. No. Mm -hmm. You have to read the whole thing. The understanding is in the whole thing. 
You got to read the whole thing, not just a small part. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody said, therefore, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the... Okay, go to 1 Corinthians 11.10. <laughs> Let me help somebody. Uh, M. Dot, you're, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Amen. 1 Corinthians 11, right? Yes. From verse what? 10. From verse 10. Let me help somebody here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I went to the First Corinthians 11 for verse 10. Is that what the person yes. wrote? Okay. Now listen to this. Let's start from the beginning. Now, people forget one thing. Okay, I'm going to read it from the beginning until verse 10, right? Yes. Uh, why, uh, let me see that. Let me see. Why are we supposed to cover our heads when prophesying? But <laughs> let me explain to you. Number one, you're not a Jewish person. <laughs> There's traditions of Jews. You are not a Jew. I don't walk around with a yarmulke, even though I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now it says this, it says, For a man indeed ought not to cover his head for smudge, as he is the image and the glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman is of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angel. Nevertheless, the word angels there, by the way, is, is malak. Malak means messenger. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. For as the woman is of the man, so even is the man also by the woman, by all things of God. What is he trying to tell you? He's telling you, according to our tradition, the woman needs to cover her head as a symbol of being a reflection of the husband. But nevertheless, the man is not without the woman and the woman is not without the man. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> I, is it making sense? Yes, Bob. This is a small technical. You just have to read the whole thing and see. It's in there. Do you have to? No, you don't. I want to pray for you. And your prayer should be this. Tomorrow, listen. Tomorrow, if you're in LA and you miss church. Tomorrow, I'm feeling a strong prophetic spirit on me amen. amen somebody says what about kneeling before a prophet m dot asked what about kneeling before the prophet as opposed to god 
I ask with a pure heart, wanting to understand. Number one, kneeling is not worship. Kneeling is all over the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Elisha bowed before Elijah. The sons of the prophets bowed before Elijah. The Bible even says, people will come and worship God at your feet. Mm. Kneeling is not worship. Kneeling is honor. Yeah. And the Bible does not say you shall only kneel before the Lord your God. It says you shall only worship the Lord your God. Mm. Kneeling is honor. Everybody is beneath God, so you don't need to kneel before God. You need to worship him. But a man who is like you, kneeling, is honor. That is why I kneel before my father. Mm. Daily. It's a deep prophetic truth. In fact, Elisha went as far as to call Elijah, my Lord. <laughs> what does Lord mean? Lord simply means my commander, mm. the one who directs me. Wow. It's very biblical. Nothing wrong with that. Bowing and kneeling is not, is not worship. Ah, Nobel Ucho. Mentoring is by spiritual connection. You don't need to be with somebody for them to be your father. If you're eating their food, believing in what they are carrying, by faith you receive and by faith you connect yourself and that's it. You call Jesus Lord yet you never sat under his teaching. <laughs> you are not there when the Sermon of the Mount was being preached. You just received it by faith. The Lord doesn't change. Same thing. Father, I pray for all your people that are alive. I pray that, Lord, you bless them, you'll increase them, you'll prosper them, give them the grace to change their soul, give them the grace to change their will, give them the grace to change their mind. Cause them, Father, to be the sent ones that you can pour your spirit to that measure in them. I pray that wherever they are watching from in the world, I pray that you bless them, multiply them, increase them, cause them to be giants in their day and in their time. I bless you, O oh Lord, that this is done, this is accomplished according to your will in their lives. I thank you that from this day we shall know who you are in us by reason of what you have accomplished this day. Father, I thank you that this is done. Father, I thank you that this is done, that all those who are struggling with thoughts and struggling with change, I pray that you give them the ability to transform today by your spirit. Father, I pray that whatever is in their heart will be changed, whatever is in their mind will be changed. Everything about them will be transformed. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 God bless you all. And listen, if you are in LA, don't miss church tomorrow. And if you're online, don't miss it. It will be extra prophetic. Amen. amen. <coughs> God bless you. God increase you. This is the prophet Lovi. Shalom, shalom. God bless you. Amen.
in the spirit, I saw David in heaven playing harp, and I saw you sitting there with angels. There's a great unction of worship upon you. She's a what? Worship leader. I don't know why I saw a nest spinning in the realm of the spirit as I'm listening to God I'm trying to understand it's my name what is it Sai dial this number five two two another two another two ask what is M A R T like Matt or something in the realm of the spirit I saw the hand of the Lord upon you. And when I saw the hand of the Lord upon you, I saw you standing among the 12 apostles of Jesus. What, what's your full name? Justin. Paul. Paul. Mama, who has a name that starts with an O? Because in the spirit, when I looked at you, I saw a name written on your forehead. It began with O. How do you say it? What's the name? O Lawrence. O Lawrence. Do you know anybody called Michael? I will be her ex-husband. Come close. Two steps. How many children do you have? I have two boys. <laughs> Walk back tw two steps. Where's your mom? Mm. Mom, come. How many children do you have? Mm. How many steps did I make you walk? <laughs> the clay I'm looking for has an M in their name. Claire Moniz. Run. We need to cancel cancer in the realm of the spirit. I saw this person's life that I mentioned end because of that. Is that the truth? That's the truth. I don't know why. In the realm of the spirit, when she was standing back there, I heard a name like Narek. In fact, the name is connected to like a similar name that you have. You it's have. Mine is Why do I see two men standing by you? Were you married before? Once, twice, three times? In the realm of the spirit, I saw the spiritual son of Samuel, not so. Who did Samuel anoint him? David. Do you know David? Yes. I don't know why. When I looked at you, I saw Mary's cousin. My mother's name is Mary, and I'm the sister-in-law of these two, and their mother's name is Mary. Mary Elizabeth. Who is Christian? Um, my cousin. I saw somebody else. In French, I'll say Jean. Uh, yeah, my mom's name is Janine. What is like a, an M? I'm seeing like it's like a traditional name. Mavuidi, that's my middle name. <laughs> Professor. You know what 312 is? What is 312? In Chicago. What, what city are you from? Um, I'm from Oak Park. There's Oak Park also in Chicago. I saw a woman with a name that starts with a T, but this is like in Zimbabwe, not somebody from here. I know you, Tanya Radzwa. Who is that? She's my ex. No wonder you took me home. <laughs> I saw a link jump from, from you to him. And what, what's your full name? Oh, that's right. Professor! <laughs> I, I don't know why. I saw Drake the musician. That's my little brother. And then I saw a person like, I don't know if it's Warren or. What's your dad's name? Warren. 